and we're back with another adulting one and this episode we want to be nice and quick and super helpful yep. especially for people that are younger adults than us yes if you because <laughs> this episode is kind of about finances and things we wish we would have known when we first, first had to take responsibility yeah that's a good way to put it yeah about so, finances. obviously we're not experts in this category but no, but we're learning, just like everyone else, yeah. and I think that there's things that we have learned or we find important to us that we think that could be really helpful to people that are either trying to saddle up and get control of their finances, or if they are just starting out and haven't had anything to do with them. Yeah, and some people's parents, like, teach them everything you ever need to know about budgeting, and other Bless people's parents, parents don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sometimes they do when we don't listen. So, <laughs> right? Because you don't realize how important it is when they're yeah. giving you those lessons. You're like, yeah, mom, whatever. I do that. Yeah. Okay, mom. Right. <laughs> but no. it's funny, though, because I remember when I, like, first started making money, and I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this, and I'm going to buy that, and I'm going to buy this. And, that, like, when I go to pay my, I went to pay my bills, I was like, okay. And you'd spend all your money, because I had a job before I had bills, too. Yeah. So, like, I'd be like, I don't have to pay anything, so, like, I can buy whatever the fuck I want. I have no yeah. money for this. And you just spend it all, so yeah. there was none left. Mm-hmm. Mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. Mind-blowing. Learning how to budget. That's even, like, the first thing I wrote down to talk about. Like, setting a budget, especially because it kind of, that one's kind of hard depending on your job at the time. Because, yeah. like, when I was serving tables, my monthly income was so inconsistent. Because it's different. Because it's based on tips. Right. But past that, like, if you have a job where, you know, you work full-time a set hour, set hours every week and you have a set rate, then it's a little easier that way. Yeah. But setting a budget, because, like, for example, if you know you're going to bring in a certain amount every month, sit down and be like, okay, I have to pay this much to rent, this one to internet, this much to this, and then with that money you have left, you know, break that down. Like, knowing how much you can spend on a weekly basis to not overspend, I think, is important. And I think with that, even if you have a job, like, so I'm currently serving and that's where I make the majority of my income. Yeah. Um, I think what I did, even when I was bartending, is when we went through and did our budget, I lowballed myself. Yeah. And said, I'm going to at least make this much every month serving. Mm -hmm. If there was more, then that means I have more to save or that means I have more to, you know, buy on things that I want. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this is how much I would definitely make. Yeah. Um, I think that's the way that you should approach any job that's commission-based or tip-based or anything like that. You just it's need to lowball yourself and go with, like, the definite of what you should make. And if you don't, that's why you have a savings. That's why yeah. you have extra money so that you can make up for those times where you make less. Yeah, and I think, too, knowing that budget and setting it will teach you how to live within your means. I was just telling Lauren, that's I was a like... a reality check. <laughs> it is a reality check. <laughs> Because when I graduated college, I wanted so badly to live in a really nice apartment and have a one-bedroom. And my mom was like, sis, I think you need to get a studio till you know what you're going to be making on a regular basis. Yeah. And I did. I, it wasn't a nice apartment at all. No? It was not my style. Not anything I would have really ever wanted. Yeah. But it was a place to live that I could afford to live. And it was close to work and it made sense. And Yeah. yeah. And living in a studio was an experience, that's for sure. Especially getting a puppy when you live in a studio. Yeah. <laughs> but that really taught me, you know, when my lease was up, I was like, okay, can I really afford to upgrade? 
Yeah. And I did, and I went up to a one-bedroom, but kind of starting with in-year means first and then working your way up to those places that you ideally want to live. Yeah. That way you don't put yourself in any situations where you're struggling to pay your bills. Or you're overdrafting your bank account and then paying overdraft fees and... Oh, yeah, that's like a fun that. one to learn. When you yeah. overdraft, there's a fee, and usually it's like 30 bucks. And you so you have to pay for money that you already don't have. Yeah, and when you're already running that low and like paycheck to paycheck, 30 bucks is a lot. And I think a big thing to um, at least say in this sense is some people may never be able to get out of living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Just the way they're marginalized or just the way they are raised and brought up and things like that. Like, And some professions really just don't pay shit. And they don't give you enough money to not live through paycheck through paycheck. So... I think budgeting is something I'm still struggling with and still trying to learn. Mm -hmm. But I do think that it's really important because even if it doesn't give you enough to not have to live paycheck to paycheck, it gives you enough to maybe give yourself a little bit of safety in that paycheck to paycheck just in case, like, you get less fun paycheck or, you know, you take a day off or, you know what I mean, you do things for you. Yeah. Without having that, you know, oh, fuck, am I going to be able to pay rent? Like, you know, there's some type of security there. Yeah. Um, so what we've done is with this is we've combined a list. We That's definitely number one, but we've combined a list of all the little things that we think that might help yeah. those that are starting out. Yeah. And obviously these aren't going to, we're all in different situations financially. So, you know. Yeah. And some of these might help some of you and some of them might not, but other ones might help other people. Yeah. And just things we've learned, things my parents taught me, that kind of stuff. So. I think Google or Instagram or just TikTok living through or it. Anything has taught now that we've gotten older. Yeah. Yeah. But budgeting, number, number one. one, like you have to know how to live within your means. You have to know with what you have. And your means change. So, you know, you yeah. get a raise, you get a different job, you get things, you move into a place that's cheaper. All of a sudden you now have a car payment. Like right, you have happen. all of these things and under, with that and budgeting is actually writing down what you make and writing down what you pay for. Yeah. And every single time you make a purchase, write it down because money being electronic makes it so frivolous. It makes oh, yeah. it so easy to just spend because you can. I forget how many times I swipe my card till I go to pay off my credit card bill at the end of the month and I'm like, what the fuck what did what I are do? you doing? Literally. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Because it's so easy. 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there. It doesn't feel like a lot at the time. But yeah. that shit adds up. So even before you budget, I would totally recommend literally just observing yourself for a month or for two months and just write down every single thing you buy. Whether yeah. it's a $5 coffee, whether it's $20 at Target, whether it's, yeah, you know, dinner, everything that you buy. One thing I learned from my mom. See, I know myself and I will never do that. Yeah. I would never write everything. Nope. Yeah. I'd be like, that's what my bank statement's for. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But my mom, for example... She was like, where's your money going every month? She did this with one of my brothers. And she was like, where's your money going every month? Like, I don't understand. And she was like, I need you to write down for one month how much you spend on eating out. Mm-hmm. Just how, not even groceries, just how much you spent on eating out. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the month, they were like, okay, damn. That's yeah. where my money's going. Yeah. And kind of learning to, like, grocery shop more and feed yourself that way. Yeah. Will give you so much more freedom financially. So right. being aware of what you're spending money on in excess and learning how to cut that down to fit more into your means is very... Yeah, and I think that 
also remembering that it's very rewarding if you were to live within your means and know that you can spend out and it's still within your means. Yeah. Because I think a big thing when you budget is you, you still get money to you. Mm-hmm. And you still get money to you um, doing frivolous things. Yeah. Because that's um, a part of life. Like, I don't know how to describe that, but that's a necessary part. Like, yeah. Or else you feel deprived, just like everything else. Like, that's just a part of it. Like, you want to go to dinner with your girlfriends? Yes, you can afford that. Right. You want to go every night? Maybe not. Right. But it enjoy makes, it when you do. It makes me think of the phrase, like, don't live to work, but work to live. Right. And, like, knowing when you can treat yourself and when you might want to scale it back a little bit and, you know, that kind of thing. One huge thing that's always stuck with me that my mom taught me. Yeah. She's like, there's two things you always need to pay first. Yeah. And it's the roof over your head and your transportation. That way you always have a home and you always have a way to get places. She was like, past that, figure it out. Right. But she was like, those are the two you always want to pay first, and I've never forgotten that. Even in my list of things that I... I have my list of bills, right? Mm -hmm. That I sit down with every month, and I, like, start from start to finish, and I pay all my bills at the same time. Yeah. And my first two things are rent, my car payment. Yeah. Because that's always stuck with me. Yeah. And one trick that I've done is I typed up in a little chart and I in my old apartment used to keep it on my fridge but now I just keep it on my laptop but it's every bill from start to finish that I need to pay to make sure all my bills are paid every subscription every yes every Netflix Hulu whatever it is those things add up athletics if you don't forget to skip skip them yep but it's funny because I put them all in a chart so the whole left column is all of my bills and then there's 12 columns to the right of it, and it's every month of the year. Yeah. And I fill it in every time I pay it. That's smart. I that think that's way. really smart. I, th- I feel like that's something I could benefit from doing is yeah. just paying them all at the same time rather than paying them whenever I get a notification for it. Yeah. You know, like, but some bills are due at the beginning of the month. Some bills are due at the end of the month. So, and like, you can some also, of them you just pay early. Yeah. You can also edit most bills to the date you actually want to pay it on. Ah, and that's what I've done. That's healthy to know. I... When you have so many bills, you're not going to remember, oh, I got to pay this next week. I got to pay this the middle of this week. I got to, I'm not. Like, so I've got all my bills to where I pay them all at the first of the month, whether they're due on the 15th or whether they're whatever, and I pay them all at the same time. And on a contrary to that, I know I have a girlfriend who does this and I've always thought it was really cool too, is at the beginning of every year, like the year, like December of every year, mm-hmm. she writes down, instead of if you say you don't change all the dates, she writes down on a calendar her next calendar for the next year. That's she hard. writes down every day that every bill is due so they know when the bills are due and they're on her calendar. So yeah. she when she sees her calendar every day, she knows this bill I have to pay today. This bill, you know what I mean? That's smart. And you just got to find which way works best for you cuz right. we're all going to be different too. Right. But just knowing that and what works best for you. Yes. Cuz I mean for me for the longest time like living paycheck to paycheck I would never, like, do the auto payments Mm because that used to stress me out. I'd be like, what if it pulls money and I don't have it? Like, especially when I was serving and I would only take my cash to the bank every once in a while. Right. It was like, what if it pulls it before I take my, you know what I mean? Right. So, especially with us not being able to auto enroll and, like, you have to keep going every month with that. Yeah. 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 Like, I have one bill every month that is auto-enrolled, Car. and it's, it's only 30 bucks. Oh, really? <laughs> it's my life insurance. Oh! <laughs> that's the only one I have it auto-enrolled. Yes! Yeah. I have my car auto-enrolled. I've always had it all auto. Yeah. Always. I've I, never not. Yeah. I think it's just important finding 
your routine of how to make sure you're paying things on time. Because right. late anything is the worst. Well, it's funny. This is a little funny side story. With my list of things that I pay every month when I just moved, I've never had to pay for gas in an apartment before. It was always mm-hmm. just electric. Yeah. And I forgot. Yeah. Completely fucking forgot. You signed up and you, you don't get bills for like two months after you move in if you've never yeah. had an apartment. So <laughs> I got a voicemail that like had threatened to shut it off and I went, holy shit. I forgot I have to pay gas. Like yes. <laughs> now it's on my list Reality and I won't checks. forget. Right. But yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something too is if you've never done it, it's not like going to be fresh in your mind. So no. like that's when it's important <laughs> to write shit down. Yeah. Like write it down what you pay every yeah. month, everything. Even your subscriptions. Cause like Fabletics, if we forget to skip that, that's $50 a month. Literally. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I've definitely forgotten a few times. I've definitely forgotten <laughs> too. You get to the, it's like the sixth and you check and you're like. Well, that one's hard because I usually always pay my bills the day before the first of the month. Oh, yeah. So the last day of the month I pay them, but you can't skip your subscriptions until the first. Yes. So I'm like, I have to remember tomorrow to skip this. And then I remember a week later and I'm like, fuck, it right. charged me. Damn it. <laughs> um, yes. We and as far as savings, so I think we should talk a little bit about how do you start that savings? Because some people yeah. don't know. Like, And I think even savings still intimidates me because I never was taught how to do it. I just, it was assumed that I know, like I knew, you know what I mean? And something that really helps me is I've always, not always, but ever since I've served or bartended, I keep like a certain amount of cash for frivolous things. Yeah. So not only do I keep that cash for frivolous things, but I also just keep literally just a kitty of cash. Yes. That I... Only t- I tell myself I can only use this if I go on vacation or if like I want to buy something that I really want but I don't want to pay for it out of yeah. my card or something like that. So I keep this cash for that. And with serving or bartending, I get cash every week. So I add cash to it every week, whether yeah. it's 20 bucks, whether it's 40 bucks. But for me, that helps save money really quickly. And also, I think that my innate in um, raised with farmers... <laughs> I was taught that banks are great, but not always trustworthy sometimes. So, like, my brain's like, I have cash in case something happens. That's so funny. <laughs> that makes me think of this lady that used to work at the restaurant with me. But she, like, would keep money in her mattress. Like, stereotypically keep yes. money. Please don't, because if your house burns down, you're toasted. Yeah, don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. But I do have it hidden in my house. That's so funny. Yes. My mom used to do that growing up. She used yeah. to call it a kitty, too. Yeah. But she would hide money from herself all over the house. Yeah. But especially if you're a parent, because, like, if you have teenagers, they're like, Mom, I want to go to dinner with my friends. Mom, I want to buy this $10 t-shirt at school. Mom, I have to buy my tickets to the dance. Hey, Mom, can I? And my mom used to just use that kitty as, like, frivolous money, like, when we would yeah. need things. Like, I need $10. She'd be like, okay, here you go. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think that's a great idea. And I think that's easy for me. And I think as far as saving money outside of that, I still struggle with. I still really struggle with. Now, one thing I've learned with savings, my mom has always taught me this. She was like, you always pay yourself first. Yeah. Now, I pay all my bills and then I pay into my savings. Yeah. But I view it like a bill where I put a certain amount in my savings every single month. That's smart. That way it's like a bill that you're paying, but you're paying into your future. Yeah. And on top of that, I think it's important 
if you don't have a savings, just start a savings. Yeah. Um, but ideally to get to the point eventually where you have two. You have one that you will never, ever touch. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom had one where you can't withdraw money from it unless you actually go into the bank. Oh, yeah. So she couldn't just swipe her card somewhere and get cash out. Right. But, like, because that one, you're literally just saving for your future. Yeah. But the other one, more so like an emergency fund. Yes. So you're throwing money in there in case... Oh, should I have to get on new tires and I don't have the money this month? Yeah. Like, that's what that's for. Yeah. That used to be hard for me because when I would have to touch my savings, I used to get so upset. And I'm like... It's what it's for. Girl, that's what it's for. Yeah. That's <laughs> why you have it. Yeah. And I think that is something too is so, you know, as an adult, you get all these bills that are going to come every month, like your car payment, your student loans, right. your this, your that, which yeah. are big amounts of money that you're just paying a small sum of. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to know that emergency savings is more important than paying off those. Yeah, you got to set yourself up a little bit. Yeah. You like, need that cushion. You have to have that because those bills could take minimum payments until you're 90. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, and if, if life happens to you, you can always call and be like, hey, I got shit going on. Can I? Like, I had to do that during COVID. I had to call and tell them, like, I can't pay my car payment. And they just moved that month to the end of your right. contract. Yeah. But, like... So you don't have to do that. You have that cushion where if stuff happens. Yeah. And I think that's something that, because I've honestly, in the last like six months, I've been trying to get better with my finances because I know I haven't been the best with them. And that's something where I'm like, Lauren, you need your emergency fund first. Like you have mm-hmm. to have your emergency fund first, just in case something happens that has to be first. Yeah. I think important too, especially if you're like first entering your finance world. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to start building your credit because you're eventually going to want to buy a car. You're going to want to buy a house. And credit takes time. Yes. So. You can't you can't buy a car with zero credit. You can't buy a house with zero credit. So yeah. basically, if you don't have a credit card or any credit line. Yeah. Um, which, things to build your credit would be an apartment, this, that, this, that. One thing, too, with that, not all apartments report to the credit bureau. No. So that's a cool thing to ask when you start renting. Because if yeah. they do, that's freaking wonderful. Yeah. If you pay your shit on time. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but all these things that could come to and help with your credit, you have to have credit to get those. Yes. You, you can't get it without it. But the only things that you can get without having credit is a credit card. Yeah. And one thing I learned, not only from my mom growing up, but also through like business class in college is they say Discover is the best first credit card to get. Mm -hmm. They have what's called a Discover student card, Mm -hmm. which I got right out of high school going into college. Yeah. And my mom was like, literally use it to buy gas and pay it off at the end of the month. Like, you're not going to just throw all your stuff on here and then you're not going to be able to pay it off because then you got a credit card and you're going to ruin your credit. Right. And that's the opposite of what we got it for. Right. So I started with a Discover student. And I still have Discover to this day. Yeah. Discover's... I don't know much about a lot of other credit cards. I have Discover, too. Because they usually recommend, like, literally only have one. Yeah. Maybe two. Because if not, you get yourself in a dangerous situation, you know? Like, you go to the store, they're like, you want to sign up for my credit card to get this much off. And it's, like, enticing because in your mind you think you're saving money. Yeah. But you're also adding money to this credit card, which has a 45% interest rate or something fucking insane. Also, the more credit lines you have open, that lowers your credit score. It affects your credit, right. Yeah. So having control and just having one um, gives you, like, it's one thing to look at, not eight. Yeah. I think a cool thing, like I said, I really only know Discover pretty much outside of my bank's credit card. Um, But Discover is cool because it shows you your credit score. 
Yeah, every month you get a report that has your credit score on it, yeah. and it shows you where you could improve on it. It shows you all the different factors that go into your credit, like yeah. the length of your account, how many inquiries you've had in the last year, yeah. how many. And that's something important, too, that I wouldn't have known when I got a credit card. Yeah, that's... Um, but an inquiry into your credit is like when you go to buy a car, they check your credit. Yeah. When you go get an apartment, they check your credit. Yeah. And basically what your credit is, I guess people might not know, is your credit is just basically like what kind of person can we rely on you? Like, yeah, it's a score that shows your reliability financially. So that way if you go to buy a car and your credit is shit, they're like, I don't want to sell this person a car who's not going to pay their car payment and we're going to have to repo it. Right. Or if you have good credit, they're like, oh, this is a perfect person to sell a car to. Right, because we know we're going to get our payments for this amount of money that we're giving them to take this car. Yeah. Yeah. So I think an important note, too, I learned this when I was serving for my managers at the restaurant because it was, like, when I knew I was going to have to buy a car within the next, like, year and a half Mm -hmm. because my car was starting to go to shit. And (laughs) um, they were like, do you have credit karma? And I was like, what is that? And they're like, it's an app where you can check your credit. And I was like, yeah, but does it hurt your credit every time you look? And they were like, no, you can look as many times as you want. Because that's the hard part. Yeah. You, when places run your credit, it you it's take tough. a hit every time. Yeah, because they've inquired into your credit. Which I think is so stupid, but whatever. I think that's bullshit. It that's is! That's like the institutions having control over what you do. Yep. That's what it is. It's so annoying. But you can check that with no influence to your credit. And it breaks it down by, you have this much in student loan debt. You have this much in a mortgage. You have this much in car. Like, it's cool and it breaks it all down. And it gives you, like, little. I get notices all the time where it's like, if you flip to this car, you'll save more. Or, hey, do you want to spend less on your car insurance? Do this. Like, it gives you a bunch of cool little tips and tricks within it. So it's a really useful, I, I check it twice a month. Yeah. And check my credit. And just see. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because, like, when you go up a bunch, it notifies you. Or if you go down, it gives you tricks on how to get it back up. Or yeah. it'll literally be like, do you want to know why this happened to your credit? And, like, it'll explain and you're it. you're like, yes, I want to know. Because one thing I learned from that, too, is when you have a credit card payment, if you want to raise your credit faster... This is a cool trick that I've, like, taught everybody I've ever had a conversation about credit to ever yes. since I learned this. But they say to make two credit card payments in a month. It doesn't even have to be full payments. You can take your full payment for the end of the month and cut it in half and mm-hmm. make a payment in the middle of the month and make a payment at the end. Yeah. But it shows you made two payments, which in turn makes your credit go up faster. Because it like, looks oh, like you're paying. It looks like you're paying more yeah. than you should be. So that's a trick to raise your credit faster. And I also think a big thing with credit, it's not necessarily going to help your credit, but it's not always going to hurt it because there used to be a, like a theory where you should keep a certain balance on your credit card. I think mm-hmm. that credit cards can also be used for security. So say something crazy happens and yes, you have your emergency funds, but say you haven't developed your emergency fund yet is you can use that credit card. You just have to be aware that you are going to get charged interest on it. Yeah. So it's it's something that's great and super helpful just in case. Mm-hmm. But obviously you don't want to use it for that if you can. But know that you can use it and still make payments on it. And you, at the end of the day, you don't have to pay it off every month. Mm-hmm. Does that help your credit? Yes. Is it a thing that you have to do when no. you're first starting out or something crazy happens? No. Like, yeah. it's a sense of security where you could do it, but it's not going to kill your credit if you don't. You can still have really good credit and have a balance on your credit card. Yeah. You know. And especially when you're fresh to 
budgeting and having Make bills and that money, kind of stuff, yeah. you're probably not going to have a savings. Or not much of a savings. And if something happens, you can rely on that credit card until yeah. you, you get to that point where you have that backup as yeah. a savings. And you can always keep bumping up your credit, but never miss a payment. Never yeah. miss a payment on any of your things that affect your credit. Yeah. That is what's most important, I would say, out of everything is just always pay on time, if oh, yeah. not early. Um, because... <laughs> Yeah, say you can't pay off that credit. Say you have $2,000 on your credit card. It happens. It happens to every fucking person. Yeah. Great. Pay it off as much as you can every month. And maybe throw extra money at it when you have it. Things yeah. like that. If um, you have to miss a payment, call them. Yeah, call them and say, hey, I can pay it next week. Because then it won't dock your credit for missing it. Yeah. Because they will have moved your payment date to the next Because I was at a point, like, when I had first started with everything. And I had one month where Addie had... He got neutered. Mm-hmm. The same day he got neutered, I had a flat tire, and I went, and they were like, you need all new tires. So then I went and got all new tires. That night, I had to go to the emergency room, so I had, like, a, sh- major a shit ton of expenses that mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting, and I was living paycheck to paycheck at the time. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. And I ended up missing this payment for, like, two months straight, just trying to, like, play catch-up. Yeah. And I went and, like, applied for something a couple years later. It was, like, probably a year later. Mm-hmm. And I got denied because I had those yeah. missed payments. And yeah. if I would have just called and explained the situation to them, they would have just bumped the payment to the net. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and they want to help you. Credit cards want to help you because at the end of the day, when you pay interest, you're helping them. Yeah. So, their goal is to keep you with them. They don't want you to move credit cards. They don't want you to yeah. do that. So, like, they're willing to help. If you have to miss it, just be... Proactive and communicate with them. Yeah. yeah, you'll be good. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's something that's helped me a lot too. Is to know that it's it is there in case yeah. anything crazy happens. That's something I definitely wish I knew because back then I didn't know I could call them and be like, "Hey, yeah, I'm so sorry. I can't. I can't swing it. I had this, 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 and this happen. You know, yeah. instead of just missing it and taking the hit for it. Yeah, that's a good trick to definitely put out. Yeah, something that also to help your credit is. So whenever you get a car, whenever you do things like that, sometimes there's an opportunity to have a co-signer. Yeah. And if you cannot have one, don't have one. Because... And don't be a co-signer for anyone. Right. Please don't. Yes. <laughs> I remember... Okay, so Christian, he's going to listen to this, but... I love you. Yeah. Well, but this was super helpful for him and a big growing part of our relationship. Yeah. So I was always... I've always been weird with loaning money because, like, money is something that I've always held very dear, like, or at least... I know it's like a flow when it comes and it goes, I get it, but yeah. I was always like, I'm not going to be the one that loses a fuck ton of money because someone doesn't pay me back. I'm not. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm not going to be that person. So, Christian's car took a shit, and he had just spent like thousands of dollars to get it fixed, and it was yeah. like two months later or something like that. And didn't that. he just take it in for an oil change, and they broke something? Something happened where they fixed it, and they didn't yeah. fix it. Um, and essentially his car just all of a sudden just wasn't going to work. Which was awful because this is when you lived in Columbus at the time and he lived in Dayton. Yes. And he had gone to see you and that's when his car like went to shit. He had no way to get home. Right. Like, yeah. Everything, it was crazy. It was crazy. And he was also, he had literally just spent all of his savings and like two paychecks to get his car back. Listen, like, this car so much money. was a POS and he fucking loved it like it was his and child. Did. And he did. And there was nothing wrong with that, but he just yeah. didn't have the finances to keep up with it. Yeah. And that was also like when our, when we first started our relationship, Christian wasn't the best with money and that's, you know, he's come a really long way and I've come a really long way. Yeah. But at that time I, you know, had a really good paying job. I had this, I had money saved. I had, you know, I had the ability to help him. Yeah. And we had dated for a while 
And I was like, okay, babe, well, what we're going to do is we're just going to be really proactive about this. We're going to get you a car today. Like, we're just going to do it. Yeah. And he was like, well, I don't have any money. And I was like. I'm so glad he had you. (laughs) I know. I was like, well, what we're going to do is I'm going to loan you $1,000 and you're going to pay me back as soon as you can. Here's your down payment. Right. I was like, I understand that it might be a couple months. I understand that. But in my heart, you know, like you, you, you have to really trust your gut with that. Yeah. And I knew that he would pay me back and I didn't have any question over it. I remember when you did that and Christian had told me and mom and her and I were like, Lauren's a fucking great person for doing that. Yeah. Who would do that to somebody? They're like, haven't really been dating for very long. Right. We've been dating for just over a year, I think. Yeah. And I donated him that money and I went into, <laughs> we went in to get the car and I had just bought a car like a few months before uh-huh. and I was like, I'm not co-signing for him. He's only getting what he can sign for. Yep. This, 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 this. And the guy, we went to like a CarMax or something. <laughs> yeah. He was like, she's fucking great. You should take her every time you go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you knew your shit. Yeah. Well, I knew enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even when I got my car, I was like, listen, I don't need any fancy shit. I need enough of a car to just get around. I don't yeah. care. I need it to be brand new. I need to rely on it, and I need nothing else. I said, I want Bluetooth and automatic windows. That's what I said, And too. automatic lights. That's what I wanted. One yes. that I didn't have to turn on. Yeah. Yeah. That was all I cared about. Literally. And I was the same way, and I was like, I don't give a fuck about all this crazy shit that cars can no. do. No. I do not care. I don't need a fucking touch screen. And- yeah. And so when I went in, I was like, he wants this and he wants this and he wants this. He doesn't care how big it is. He does not care. He just has to fit in it because he's a large dude. So I loaned him the money and he got a car. And that's when he was able to start taking payments on that car. But I did not co-sign for him and I wouldn't have. No. Like if he wouldn't have been able to get it there, we would have had to go somewhere else and look. Because I told him, I was like, I'm going to loan you $1,000, but I'm not co-signing for you. Because your credit's not going to affect mine. Exactly, but, like, to even explain it more, like, imagine if Christian wasn't, like, Christian. Yeah. Imagine you were dating a guy who was a piece of shit, mm-hmm. and you lent him $1,000, and you co-signed. Yes. And then you broke up, you yeah. never get your money back, and he defaults on the loan, and you're the co-signer. So, if anyone doesn't know what that means, not only does that affect your credit, but you have to pay. Yeah. That's why you co-sign. You're co-signing to be, like, hey... In case something happens with them, I got it. Yeah. That's what that's saying. Yeah. And no matter what, if it's yours or not, does not matter. You have you are responsible for yep. it because your name is on it. Yep. So, yeah, never do it. Guard never yourself. do it. Never have it. You know, I don't give a fuck how much sweet talk someone's going to give you. They oh, are, yeah. you are not co-signing for them. Like, I love Christian to death and I still would not co-sign for him. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. My mom wouldn't co-sign for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, I don't want nobody else's bullshit. No. 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 And, um, yeah. And I, yeah. I think a point to pop off of that, too, is when we were talking about how we don't need all, like, the shiny things in a car. Yeah. Learning to know the difference between, between, like, a need and a want. That's hard. And not just buying things because they're new and exciting. Yeah. Because a difference in, like, a car that Lauren and I were like, I just saw automatic lights and Bluetooth versus a car with all the bells and whistles, your monthly payment's going to be drastically different just because you got excited about those things that aren't necessary. Honestly, it may only be $100 different, but... That's still a lot. Yeah, if you think about that, that's $1,200 a year. Yeah. Every year, at least, even with cars, like, that's a car without interest. So, a car with interest, that's even more. 
And that just goes back to learning how to live within your means. Now, if you have the means to get all the bells and whistles, fucking go for it. Right. But if you don't, you know. Right. Picking and choosing what's important. Yeah. I think is a big one. Yeah. I love that. Um, um, I think a big thing that I think that is a really good point, I guess, is that at the end of the day, it's easy to be like, I don't care and I'm just going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. It's so easy and so tempting to do that. I can't tell you how many times I went, oh, I want it, I'm just going to put it on my credit card. Yes. <laughs> right. And I'll pay it off. Yeah. And But you, you have to stay on yourself about it and you have to just be in control of yourself. It's okay to have those moments. Yeah. But always come back to like, hey, like we got to tie it in. We got to bring it in tighter. We yeah. got to, you know, we got to just be on top of it. We got to be aware of it. It's easy to not look at it. It's easy to avoid looking at it. It's yeah. easy to just be like... Uh, I hope there's enough. Right. But look at it. Look at what's in your bank account. Look at what's on your credit cards. Look at how much money you're bringing in. Look at all of those things and like continually look at them. Oh yeah. Be very (laughs) aware. And I think it's important too to kind of set financial goals for yourself. Realistic financial goals. Yes. That yes. (laughs) I think whether that's you know I want to pay off this credit card debt. I want to pay off this student loan in this amount of time. I want to pay this off in a certain amount of time. Or whether it's, hey, you know, I want to buy a car a year from now. What do I need to do monthly to hit that goal? I think or you buy... should break that down tip-wise. Yeah. Like I slightly. mean, there's so many things to it, like buying a house or if you want to buy a couch or whatever. Yeah. But setting those goals to set you up for success when you get there. Like right now, I've been thinking about buying a house in two years, right? Mm-hmm. So to do that, I need to show steady income for two years. They mm-hmm. prefer it be, you know, the for same job. Mm-hmm. And fun tip that I learned about serving, <laughs> which is why I wanted to stop serving so quickly, mm-hmm. is when you buy a house and you don't claim all of your tips when you're a server, when they see you add cash to your, because they pull your bank statements, mm-hmm. when they see you've added cash that you haven't, you know, been taxed on when you did your taxes, they're like, I want to know where this random came from. I yeah. want to know where that $300 came from, where that $600 come from, and it's all of your cash tips that you weren't. Right. You know, because most servers don't claim all of their tips. Right. It's, like, little stuff like that. So, like, I was, like, I need to get out of serving, so they're not going to ask me where my cash came from. Yeah. And then I want to have, you know, my steady income and blah, blah, blah. It's, like, thinking of all of those steps that will get you to the right spot when you're there. Right. Even, like, me, I've been working on paying off debt for the last, I've really been focusing on it for, like, the last, I would say, two years now. Yeah. I (laughs) had a credit card bill that, like, went to Jesus and I ended up paying it off and that was like my main goal yeah and just so how did you do it like break it down into small because like you know what I mean like for me say I'm someone who has uh I don't know either this thing I want to buy or like this credit card that's like three thousand dollars like break it down a little bit so like I can understand what you did to break it the way I pay things off (laughs) yeah tell me so you know how I said I have my list of things I pay right so I go through top to bottom Pay all of my bills, including that I pay into my savings account. Yes. So I paid myself. I paid my bills. What Mm -hmm. I have left, I put all towards my debt. Uh. That's how I pay my bills. Do you give yourself money as well? Like, you pay yourself for your savings, but do you give yourself money as well to have to pay or to spend until the next paycheck? So I do. what do you do with that? Okay. I give myself a certain amount to spend on a weekly basis. Yeah. And then after that, whatever's left, I put all towards my debt. Okay. 
So that's kind of how I do that. But that, especially when I was serving because my money was so inconsistent. Yeah. That's how I did it. Because it was like one month I would have 200 to put towards my debt. The next month I would have 800. Right. So that's why I always saved my debt for last. Yeah. Because I was like, whatever I can throw at that. I will. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. That's really smart. Yeah. And that keeps you on top of it too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's something that I personally struggle with and like goals, sometimes goals in general are really intimidating for me mm-hmm. and like I, they, they, they really make me take, take a step back cause I think that, you know, when you're growing up and they're like set goals and you're like, okay, yeah. But how? Right. Like, but like how do I break it down so that I know how to get to that goal? Yeah. You know, that like never clicked in my head. So even now I'm like, how do I, how do I get to to the goal. I yeah. know it's realistic. I know I can do it, but like, how do I, how? Or just look I at a bill it? and be like, I really want to pay this off within the next year. Yeah. Take that and cut it by 12. And that's how much you put into it every single month that's to smart. pay that off. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. yeah. And I've done that a lot too. Yeah. Like right now, all of my student loans are through one company except yes. for one. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing my method of I pay all my bills and the rest of it I'm throwing all on that till it's gone. Yeah. And that's how I've been paying debt off recently. Yeah. That's really so, smart. Yeah. And then my brain's like, you should throw that into your savings instead. But I'm like, no, that's accruing interest versus right. something that, you know, I might want to pay for in the future that I haven't and it's not accruing interest yet. And people could probably do what you're doing, but do it by half too. So like they've already paid their self, they paid their self the amount they want to have. But like, say I have $800 left, I'm going to split and pay $400 on that and pay $400 more to my savings. Yep. Like you could do that in whatever way works best for you. Yeah. Right. You just yeah. got to. Tweak it to however fits your goals. Yeah. And roll with it. And how satisfied you'd be regardless of saving a certain amount or yeah. putting a certain amount on I think that, that was a good point to, like, how do you set those goals instead of just saying it. Yeah, because I think for me it's still even intimidating. Even when people say it now, like, my heart, like, is like, wait, so how do I get that? <laughs> but that's why I pay my bills once a month and I do it on the last day because I take all that money I have in my account that I made that month. And, and that's you see how it I... all at one time. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Instead of paying them one by one or when, you know what I mean. Whenever they're available. And, like, yeah. I have enough money for that. Oh, I have enough money for that. Not like, oh, okay, so, like, what do I have after I pay all that? Right. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. That's what I've always done. Yeah. So that makes it. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for, especially I don't do that. So like, I feel like I could learn something from that as well. Yeah. I even have like a second checking account mm-hmm. that I throw twenty bucks in every like month or every paycheck or however I feel mm-hmm. and that's my like vacation card yeah <laughs> so it's like whenever something comes up and like I'm on vacation and I might want to I see something exciting that I want to pay for or whatever that's money I'm going to spend when I go on vacation yeah so then that's I don't I keep cash yeah, yeah exactly yeah that way I don't have to be like oh should I have a vacation next month I gotta I need this much money like I'll have it saved up to that point yeah and I think that's an important point too because that's why I keep keep that kitty that we were talking about at the beginning because yeah. it's like that's the money that I spend on vacation it doesn't have yeah. to come out of my bank account it's coming from nowhere it's coming from that because yeah. 20 40 dollars here and there like that shit adds up yeah because if you put 20 dollars like just throw 20 dollars or something twice a month that's yeah. 40 dollars a month what's that times 12 40 times 12 is four, that's almost 500 dollars a year yeah so that's paying for an airbnb for a week yeah. or whatever yeah mm-hmm. or you're spending money when you're on vacation whatever it is yeah because you're not going to notice when you throw 20 bucks in every paycheck. You know what I mean? Right. 20 bucks is so minuscule. That's dinner out with the girls yeah, that you miss. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. So I think that's super important. I think I have one last point that I wrote down that I really think is important to share. Yeah. And that's just taking time to learn how to invest into your future to better set you up for your future. Yeah. Whether that's a 401k, whether that's life insurance, whether that's stocks. You know, there's so many 
different ways mutual funds can. account whatever yeah taking time to do that research into your future I think that's a good point too and I think that you know when you consider it like in 40 years do I want to still be working right probably not no okay so what should I do now to prepare myself for that yeah like um, I got a life insurance policy that turns into a 401k in 20 years that's smart. and I'll be 45 when that happens yeah. And it's $200,000. Right. You know what I mean? And say now if I make so much a year, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. Where will I be then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. And my last point I think will go well with all of them. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I do not care if you're marrying. I do not care if you have a best friend, Jim, that is always struggling. I do not <laughs> care. Yeah. At the end of the day, you are only responsible for your own finances. Yeah. You are only responsible for your own finances. Even if your rent is tied to someone else. You should always have your finances separate than theirs. Yeah. Always. You know, Christian and I have dated for almost six years, and we have never even thought about having a split account, even if we're married. Yeah. No. Like, we will pay for it. Yeah. Separately. I, I think with that, too, like, it's important to tell people no. Yes. You don't always have to have money available for them. Your money is yours. Yeah. I used to have a friend who every week, he was like, Erica, I can't pay my bills. Can I have 20 bucks? Erica, I really need gas. I can't afford it. Can I have 20 bucks? But he would buy a case of beer every night when he would leave work. And yeah. I'm like, no, what's your want versus your need? Yeah. I'm not giving you 20 bucks so you can go buy a case of beer. Yeah. And I mean, my mom, I don't know if she want me to share this, but <laughs> I don't think it's too much, but she helped a lot of the men that she was with in her life because she wanted yeah. them to be set up for success. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you are only responsible for you. Yeah. And if she would have never done that, she maybe would be in a better financial space now. Not that it matters. Yeah. But... You know what I mean? I think that it's an important reminder to, to, I don't care how long you're married. I don't care how long you've been dating someone. I don't care how long someone's been your friend. I don't care. Yeah. It's different to be like, hey, yeah, like, hey, I never asked for money, but like this crazy thing just happened. I need like a hundred bucks. Can you spot me and I'll pay you right back? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That is different than, you, and, and, and still with that, you can say, fuck no, like, I'm sorry, yeah. but I don't have space for that. Um, But that that's different than, yeah. you know. You work, someone. you work hard for your money, so... You get to decide. You get to decide. Like, my recent ex-boyfriend, I let him borrow 100 bucks, and then when we broke up, he was like, I need to come get my shit, and I said, you can get your shit when you bring me my 100 bucks. Do you think I've heard from him since? Nope. nope. I think I have one last final point, too, because this changed my mind when it came to how I spent my money, and it is... I look at how I spend my money by how long it took me to earn that. So if you make $10 an hour mm-hmm. and you want to buy something that's $100, you know yeah. what I mean? Do the math. Be like, man, is this really worth 10 hours of my life that I spent working? Yeah. And if you're like, fuck no, then I don't buy it. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. then when I look at it versus not just my money, but my time that I had to put in to get that. Yeah. That's something my mom taught me too. Because yeah. my mom was like, do you really want that? I worked four hours. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. I, you that's not worth you working that much. Right. And kind of looking at it that way, too. I think that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we both learned a lot of things from even researching this. And I do have one person I want to shout out because I think that she's uh, kind of changing the feminist, I guess, approach. Or, yeah. like, you know, approaching money for women. Because sometimes I think it is looked down upon of women being very secure with their financial anything. Because it's taken advantage of by men. And then men mm-hmm. get the credit for making money. A lot of times, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not all the time, obviously. But 
it, her Instagram and TikTok is called Her First 100K, and she just released a podcast in the last couple months called Financial Feminist. Ooh. And she breaks all sorts of crazy topics down and how to earn money, even if you're not making a fuck ton of extra money, and how to set yourself up for, for success in the future and everything yeah. like that. That's so, awesome. Yeah, she's something that I would definitely recommend just looking up, even if you don't follow anything she does. She'd be someone cool to follow that would might give you a tip or a trick that would really help you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. This has been fun because it like, <laughs> this whole episode I've been sitting here and I'm like, you know, I should redo my budget. I'm thinking that too. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go home and like change all my dates on my bills to be the same yes. day. And I'm like OCD as fuck. So like the fact that I have my little chart, but now I'm like, I kind of want to redo it like this. And I want to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can be fun. I don't think it's something you shouldn't be intimidated by. Like at the yeah. end of the day, it's your finances. So like, yeah, you get to pick what you do with them. So I've seen women on TikTok who have a binder. Yeah. And within that are all these clear envelopes where they, like, decorate with, like, rent. This one's car payment. This yeah. one's this. And they pull all their money that they make out cash-wise and put yeah. it in there. And they're like, I put this much cash in here at a time. Having all my money in cash stresses me the yeah, fuck me out. Too. I would never do that. I wouldn't do it But either. I'm addicted to watching them. Yes! Because <laughs> I'm like, teach me something. How do you save for this? How do you save... What do you do for that? Yeah. this one? You know what I mean? And with anything, having a fun approach to it makes it something that you want to pay attention to. Because money, yeah. if you... Like, I don't know. For me, I'm intimidated by it still because I, in my head, I'm like, oh, fuck, am I going to be able to, you know what I mean? Fuck yeah. this, this, this. Like, where realistically, I'll be fine. I can pay for all those things. Yeah. But, like, being intimidated by it doesn't help anyone. No. So, break it down. Make it simple. Make it something you enjoy doing so that it's something you'll continue to look at and do and want to help yourself yeah. out with. A lot of people avoid making a budget because it's stressful. But taking that time to actually make it to set yourself up is, in the long term, going to give you a lot less stress. So <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And for whoever, there's one girl that suggested us doing an episode on this and really support, su- uh, blah, 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 supplied the idea with this whole adulting series. Yeah. Shout out to you. You're yes, awesome. Thank you. We hope you listen and we hope you really enjoy this and you find something that's helpful for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you don't already follow us on Instagram at Nightcall Podcast or TikTok at the same at Not Quite Podcast. That's what I say. I was like, (laughs) podcast. Okay. Um, Instagram and TikTok are both at Not Quite Podcast. Yes. And we will see you next week. Yeah. Happy Tuesday. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Goodbye.